special night in the lives of all of us. A night to be beautiful, to be desirable. A night we can break all the rules and make our own. Prom night. <laughs> Everyone at Hamilton High is getting ready for prom night. It's a day of rehearsals, arrangements, final preparations, and last-minute phone calls. back everyone to another episode of small town horror with johnny and randy and as always i am johnny i'm randy and this is gonna be our review of the 1980 prom night the scream queen starring the one and only jamie lee curtis who johnny doesn't think is all that attractive no i did not say that no no he was talking about how hot she was and i said she is very pretty but she just don't do it for me. Doesn't do it for you. No, she's she's so. She's I so like pretty. a woman with a little meat on her bones. She's so pretty. She is very pretty. <laughs> like she she is a beautiful woman. But it's but I've never just found her like as a sex symbol that a lot of people do. Like Al Bundy on uh, Married with Children. That's what he always. It, it's an episode where they're trying to create the best woman, the greatest woman or whatever. And every time they're making suggestions, he goes legs. Of Jamie Lee Curtis. And then they say something else and he's like, Jamie Lee Curtis. Like, he just keeps saying it. But anyway, that's off subject. Off subject. So, once we started this film, I had realized that I have never actually seen this film. Never have. And Randy hasn't either. Nope. And... There's probably a reason for it. Yes. Before we get to discussing how we feel about the film, uh... There was a few, there was a few standouts in the film that took me out of the film. If that makes any sense, mm-hmm. like the music. You can't make a horror movie and have disco music in the background the entire time. For one, you can't have a the ultimate fight scene with the main villain in the lead female role fighting on a dance floor to John Travolta music. Yeah. Prom night. That's like the last episode we talked about John Travolta, and I feel like he should have been in this one. Oh, Lord. Because all the disco music is just (laughs) Saturday Night Fever all over again, boy. And, you know, honestly, uh, to get serious, you know, we hear about a lot of classics and stuff. 
I've never really heard a whole lot about prom night being a classic. So I mean, there's a reason for that. Maybe, I must say maybe that was a tell tell sign about it. But I think the biggest thing was it's Jamie Lee Curtis. It's um, it's like right in that same era mm-hmm. of Halloween. Her so, first film was Halloween. Yeah. So I mean, it's like you hear about Jamie Lee Curtis and you go back to our first film. And then you kind of move forward, and it, and it was prom night, you know. So right. I, I don't know if it, I don't know if it's as iconic as something like Carrie, because Carrie is an iconic exactly. horror movie. But when we were talking about movies to do from May, and then we had mentioned it being around prom season in the school, Carrie was the first one we thought of, and then obviously prom night. Right. So it was like, while it's not probably an iconic movie, but it's still. I mean, it's got Jamie Lee Curtis in it. Right. And Halloween came out in 78. That was her first film. This one came out in 80, which I'm sure they filmed it. Well, they did film it in 80, it, didn't they? It had to have been, like, back-to-back. It only took 24 days. So, that's what I'm saying. So, this is... I mean, I don't know... I don't know if this is just her second film, but she was still new. Yeah. And that's kind of one of them, hey, man, you got to get your foot in the door somehow. Right, right. But, anyway, um, we'll go ahead and get into the the uh film and before you do the summary prom night come out in 1980 and it is a horror slash mystery film the story is by robert guza jr guza i hope i said that right guza or it could be guza i think it's guza though Uh, this film was directed by paul lynch and the cast it was the screen queen herself jamie lee curtis as kim one of my favorite comedians, actors, whatever you want to call them, because I just love him in the Naked Gun series. He was in Airplane, and I love his, uh, if you've ever seen him like on late night talk shows, he's hilarious. But you've never seen Mafia? No. And you've never seen Dracula Dead and Loving It? No. Which blows me away. Is the one and only Leslie Nielsen. He plays Mr. Han- Hammond. Uh, we got Anne Marie Martin as Wendy. Casey Stevens as Nick. Mary Beth Rubens as Kelly. Michael Tuff is Alex. Joy Thompson plays Jude. Uh, David, I think this is how you say his last name. Moosey? Moochie? Moochie? Moochie. Is Lou. And Jeff Wincott is Drew. And that's pretty much the main part of the crew. Um, Randy. No. It is time. <laughs> it is time for the summary. At a high school senior prom, a mass killer stalks four teenagers who are responsible for the accidental death of a classmate six years previously. That's all you get. Oh, okay. that's it. That's all it was. Oh, okay. It was a quick one. If you don't come home by midnight, you don't come back at home at all. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so the film starts off, the, you can hear, can hear kids playing, and I believe that was an abandoned school, it looked like. Did it not to you? Uh, yeah, it, that, that's what it was, because there was a classroom, they did a couple of like the bathroom scenes and the cafeteria. See, and I didn't, but I didn't know if it was supposed to be a hospital or a mental institution or something, but it, it looked more like a school to me. Yeah, I think I think that's what it was. But you can hear these kids, you don't see them yet, but it's just showing different parts of the building, and you can hear them screaming, the killer is coming, the, ki- the killer is going to get you. Yep. Just over and over. Well, now you start seeing 
kids running around, and there's uh, three girls and a boy. And it's, all they're doing is pretty much playing hide-and-seek. Right. And as they're all playing, three other children walk up, which is Alex, Kim, and Robin. And they hear the kids playing and stuff, and Kim turns to her brother and sister and says, Oh, I left my textbook at school. I'm going to turn around and go get it. So she leaves. And I think they're all like 10 years old. That's around that time. Around that time, yeah. And, um, excuse me, <clears throat> Alex and Robin, they go ahead and stay. But Alex says something about going home. He says, well, I'm just going to keep on going. Right. And I don't, don't even make a comment about it. They, uh, they don't want you there. Yeah, they, they don't want you yeah, there. Yeah, they don't want you playing their game or something. Because Robin is kind of like fascinated with it. She's like, mm, what's going on over there? Right. So she goes into, and as she's walking toward the school, now the credits are showing, you know, the starring and what the film's called, Prom Night, of course. Well, she goes in, and she can hear the kids running around. They're all playing hide-and-seek. And once she got in there, like, you can really tell they didn't. Either they really didn't want her in there, or they were just trying to scare her. Right. What, what was your take on that one? I think they were mainly trying to scare her, because it, it just seemed like, that they noticed she was coming in while they were playing their game, so it was like, all right, we'll show you how to butt in our game. We'll scare the crap out of them. <laughs> That's the way I took it. I took it that they were trying to just really freak her out. Right, and instead of actually... Oh, and that was one thing, is before she went in, she saw this kid named Nick. He was out on, like, the ledge. Mm-hmm. And they were like, hey, Nick, and they waved at him, and he kind of, like, waved him off, like, shut up, you know? Yeah. So he knows they're around. Mm-hmm. So as Robin goes in there, she's uh, she's not really playing the game. She's just going through and like finding out where everybody's at and right. stuff like that. Well, once she runs into uh, Nick, Nick grabs her and pulls her aside. He's like, "Be quiet," you know. Right. And it shows this main girl, Wendy. She's the killer, or not the killer. She well in the hide and seek thing, she's the seeker, and she's finding all the uh, kids, and she's like. Uh, the killer is coming. The killer is coming. That's what she's yelling at. She's trying to find him. And then she'll say, uh, the killer is here or something like that when she finds him. And, you know, that's kind of like, you're it. I found you. Right. <laughs> but it's funny because uh, Nick looks at uh, Robin and he's, he starts going, the killer is coming. Like He yells loud. So now they all know where he's at. And they all start chasing Robin. And Robin's trying to tell him, you know, I don't, I'm not here to play the game. Right. But she's taking off running, so the kids are messing with her, and they're all chasing her. They're cornering her up, and you can tell that she's getting scared. It's not just, okay, they're... Yeah, they're really freaking her out. Yeah. She's like... I mean, they would would freak me out. Yeah, it's just a bunch of kids running, and the killer's coming, and I'm like, all right, now. Yeah. Got my face. So, so, uh, she finally runs all the way up, I'm going to say, to... The building looked like it had maybe three stories. She gets all the way to the top. And Jude, Kelly, Nick, and Wendy all surround her, and they're and she as she's backing up, they're just looking at Robin and they're going, "The killer is coming, the killer!" And they just keep chanting this over and over. Well, as she she hits the her back hits the window ledge, she kind of gets up on it, and when they all come toward her, she falls backwards out of the window, and it was a pretty gruesome, like that was probably the. Second most gruesome scene. Right, in the she falls out of the window, man, and she lands on a plate glass window down there. Mm-hmm. And Jude, Kelly, and Nick are like, "Oh my god!" And Jude and uh, Nick's like, "We gotta go get somebody." And Wendy, which is, I guess you could say, the 
ringleader. Yeah, the ringleader of it. She's like, no, are y'all nuts? We'll go to jail. Which they wouldn't have went to jail. Right. But, you know, she's a kid. They're all kids. And she's like, we got to make a promise. We'll never speak of this again. And it goes one by one. It shows Nick saying, agreed, Kelly, Jude. They all say agreed. Well, they all get on their bikes and ride off and leave her body there. Which I don't know if she was dead at that time. Well, she definitely was when that little glass window came down. That's what's fixing. As they're riding off, the the plate glass window beside the one she fell out of starts falling out, <clears throat> and you hear it crash, and then it cuts through, and it, it it cut her throat. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if it decapitated her or not, but I mean it was deep in her throat. Yeah, she she got it. And then the movie <clears throat> takes a downward spiral. Spiral. Yeah. I really thought. I mean, once that happened. I mean, as soon as it happened, I was like, good Lord, like that. I was like, they just killed a little kid like this. Mm-hmm. So now I'm expecting this movie to be like, okay, if if that's how the opening credits were, how's the rest of the film going to be? Well, I can I can give you a hint. Yeah, I had really <laughs> high expectations of this one just because it was like, Jamie Lee Curtis, Prom Night. Or, <clears throat> I remember reading the synopsis of it, and it was just like, okay. <clears throat> but it's like the cover of it. It's kind of weird because it's Jamie Lee Curtis in a prom dress holding flowers and holding an axe at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I thought, never have seen it before, I thought, maybe Jamie Lee Curtis is going to end up killing somebody. She's going to pull a carry. Hey, maybe. So there's a, uh, a gravesite we see, and it says Robin's. Uh, it's got her full name, Rob, uh, Robin Hammond. And it says, like, 1964 died 1974 she was 10 years old mm-hmm. and all of a sudden on the screen it says six years later so now we know she'd have been 16 years old yep and now her brother alex and her sister kim which is jamie lee curtis they're all grown up well they're not grown up but they're in high school they're seniors right. in high school and they're standing by her graveside and now we learn that uh her dad which was actually on the scene the crime scene her dad mr hammond is there played by the one and only Leslie Nelson. Mm-hmm. And they're just kind of paying respects. I'm guessing it was her birthday or something like that. That's the way they made it seem almost, didn't they? Well, they, it was talking about it being prom night. And I think that was her, uh, the day she died. Oh, was it? I think so. Because Jamie Lee Curtis later in the movie uh, says something about being it being Robin's day. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that's probably the day she died. Oh, okay. I see. I didn't. I, I took that as like birthday or her yeah. sweet sixteen. I don't yeah, know. It could have been her birthday. But you know, you're probably right. But anyway, um, like I said, everybody's in high school now. They're all seniors, and it starts off with Jude. She gets a phone call, and she walks over to the phone. She answers the phone, and you hear this weird voice. Which as soon as I heard it, I was thinking we got another Black Christmas on our hand. First thing that popped in my mind. And he says to her, can you come out to play? She don't think nothing of it. She's just like, yeah, whatever. Hangs up the phone. And her mom's like, who was that? And she's like, ah, just some creep. You know, she she goes, heads off to school. And as Jude's walking to school, this guy pulls up. And I thought he was dressed like an Elvis for a minute. I mean, you, you know, the way a little his yeah, white yeah. shirt was everything. He's a chubby guy, got some dark hair, he had glasses on, he pulls up in his van. And he honestly ends up being probably the coolest guy in the entire movie. Yeah. And he says his real name, he's like, but people call me Slick. Because, you know, he pulls up, he's like, hey, baby, how you doing? You know, yeah. and she don't even know who he is. Right. And he's like, you want a ride? Come on, I'll give you a ride, you know. And she says, okay, but straight to the high school. Yeah. And he goes, straight to the high school, baby. You know, like, he's he's 
for him being he's, short, he's chubby, slick. he's I mean, you got to have that personality. You That's know? how he got his name. Slick. Yeah. So she gets in the uh, van with him, and he takes him to school. Well, now it cuts to Kelly. She's grown up, and she gets a phone call. She answers the phone, and the voice says, it's been a long time. Tonight, it's my turn. And, of course, you know, she, and hold on, the adult Kelly looked just like the small Kelly. No, I don't think so. Shut your mouth. Look just like her. Look, he's just mad because I said I thought she was cute. And she, like, no, no. You know what? <laughs> anyway, uh, but her boyfriend Drew shows up, and so they're off to school. I was pretty much it's just introducing the characters, then they're all heading to schools. And now we see Nick, and we <clears> hear his phone, but it shows the, uh, the killer's hand dialing the number, this time on Nick. And Nick won't answer the phone, but every time he gets done talking to somebody that he's calling, he marks their name off. Well, as Nick and his pops is leaving the house, Nick's phone starts ringing, and Nick just ignores it. And his dad's like, well, why are you not answering the phone? And he's like, because it's just Wendy. She's calling me to ask me to take her to the prom. I know that's what it is. And you can tell the killer gets frustrated when he doesn't answer the phone because he, you know, he's just... He don't start scratching the name. He scratches the name off above Nick, but he's, he's, you know, he's upset. And let's see. And then we meet the, the Lieutenant. Um, I've got his name written down. Let me see where I, Lieutenant McBride. He's sitting there and this other guy comes in, which I don't even know if they ever said his name. He was a doctor. Was he a doctor? Yeah, yeah he, he was a doctor, but they didn't say his name, did he? I don't remember him saying his name. But it's funny because he walks into uh Lieutenant's office and he's like, uh, what's he call him? He doesn't call him a lieutenant. He calls him captain. A, he's like, hey, captain. He's like, oh, lieutenant. Now he's like, I got promoted. And the doctor, how do he say it, Randy? He's like, oh yeah, good, congratulations. Anyway, yeah, like <laughs> just shrugs it off. But he tells him that a Leonard Merch has escaped from the mental hospital with a nurse, and apparently this Leonard guy six years ago went nuts. He was the he was the one that they basically they were accusing of killing little Robin Hammond. And they uh Then they said he was a pedophile. He was a sex offender. Yeah. And they went to chasing him. The cops were chasing him, wanting to question him for that. He ends up flipping his car over, catches on fire, and they put him in a, a hospital, a mental institution, but he was all disfigured and stuff like that. But he was the one that everybody assumed killed Robin Hammond. So now we see it goes back to the um to Wendy, this is the final girl, and I think she was the hottest one of the whole movie. Yeah. And Wendy gets the phone call, and Wendy answers the phone, and it says, Wendy, do you still like to play games? And, you know, she's like, ah, whatever. You know, she's just a smart aleck. She hangs up the phone, not thinking nothing of it. Mm-hmm. So now the killer we know has contacted all four of the children that was involved in Robin's death. So it cuts to now Kim, Jude, and Vicky. They're all three buddies. They're walking down the hallway of high school. And, dude, we get introduced to one of the ugliest dudes I've ever seen, Lou. Looks like a caveman with one unibrow. I mean, he just... But he's he's hitting on uh, Kim, Jamie Mm -hmm. Lee Curtis. He's hitting on her, and she just keeps shrugging him off. I mean, I don't know. As soon as I saw him, I was like, this dude. Come on, man. They couldn't have picked a better dude with... Wow. <laughs> wow. But anyway, they're just talking, and they see um, 
Kelly and her boyfriend making out at the well, ex boyfriend. Oh, is it her ex boyfriend? Because yeah, it was Nick. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, it yeah. was Kelly and Nick, or and she was over there talking to him, trying to you know, trying to butter him up or whatever. And and Kelly or Kim walked by, and then Kelly goes, "See you later, lover," and looks right at Kim when she says it. And then Nick's like, "I told her, I told her it was over and all this kind of stuff." So mm-hmm. they just kind of walk away and remember, Nick is Kim's. No. Nick is Kim's boyfriend. I don't know if it's a boyfriend or not, but they're like prom king and queen. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. So I don't know if they're dating or what. Yeah, because I, I, I think they're dating because they kiss a couple of times throughout the movie. Okay, but then why would he be kissing that girl? That no, I mean, it wasn't Nick. It was her brother Alex. That they were. Was it Alex? Yeah, it was Alex that he was kissing. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Sure they're not. Kel- no, dummy. Kelly and Alex was making out at the. That was Drew. Are you sure? Maybe. Man, I don't know. I don't know either. Anyway. Anyway. If y'all know, let us know. Because I have no idea. I can't remember. They all look the same. Anyway. You say that and look, Drew, Nick, <laughs> and Alex. Every time one of them was on the screen, I was like, which one is that? Yeah. Because they all had that curly hair. And, yeah, it was. The only guy I knew for a fact was different was Luke. <laughs> yeah, well, you could, <laughs> you, you could mistake it for nobody. No. So, they get a phone call that they found the nurse's body. Yep. And it's at the same place that Robin was, uh, her body was found six years earlier. So, they know that that Leonard dude, the merch guy, whatever, the guy that escaped, he did go to that same spot and he killed the nurse. So, I want to pull something out real quick. As Jamie Lee Curtis and her friend Jude and Vicky are all walking to the school, they're at the school, They've already set up this creepy janitor. Yeah. I hate when they do that. Well, I hate when they put a creepy person in there because it's too obvious. Most most of the time, it's too obvious that, okay, that's not the killer. It's like he's either going to be the killer or he's going to save the day. And this dude just ended up being in a couple of shots. And then at the very end of the movie was drunk telling people that there was a killer on the loose and they just kind of shoved him out. Like, what the crap? Yeah. You build this up and you build up this character and then the only thing you're going to use him for is a drunk at the end of it. At least like on, I don't know, Home Alone. Mm. With the guy with the snow shovel. Yeah. They build him up as the creepy guy on the, with the snow shovel and he ends up saving the day. Exactly. So, I mean, this guy was just... That's how the farmer guy should have been on in Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Exactly. He should have had more of a role in that movie. Yes. Last time we're ever bringing up that movie. No, we're not. (laughs) Another door. Yeah. (laughs) But not to mention uh, when Lou, is that his name, the ugly dude? Yep. When he was hitting on uh, Kim, she said something about, uh, why would I want to kiss a walking ashtray? Because he was smoking, you know. So they all split off and Kim goes into the gym. And she's just kind of looking at the gym because that's that's where they've got the... uh, prom decorations well she knows she's got to dance so she starts practicing her dance moves mm-hmm. well, right behind her this light shines after she does her dance and it's windy just clapping yeah now this is where they say that wendy was dating nick but nick broke up with her and that's what i'm saying so nick it had to be nick and kim together and she's just making idle threats what 
Okay, we're going to watch the movie again. And then you're like, I ain't watching that movie again. <laughs> so, no. then take my word for it. I'll take your word for it. So, anyway, so Wendy's <laughs> making these threats to Kim about, you know, Nick was mine first and, you know, I don't know. She's just, all she's wanting to do is she's jealous and she's petty. Mm-hmm. So, Kim, I mean, and I, I'll give that. Kim, she don't take no crap. Like she, Curtis. Of course she's not. Yeah, she was like, bring it. You know, Michael Myers' sister. There ain't no way. She's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thing. I'll call my big brother. I'll call my big brother. He'll cut you down. <laughs> we got a babysitting job. You want to? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, so the next scene, we see that someone is tearing out different pictures. And we and it specifically shows Nick and Wendy's uh, high school photos. So we're realizing that the killer, and you know who it is, it's the killer. He's tearing out their profile pictures, but we don't know what he's doing with them yet. Profile pictures. I meant their <laughs> high school photos. They didn't have Facebook back then. Shut up. <laughs> anyway, um, it cuts to, they're at the, uh, oh, what do you call it? The cafeteria. They're getting their food. And this guy comes up to Jamie Lee Curtis. Why do I keep saying Jamie Lee Curtis? Kim. And he's got a ski mask on. Ain't that what you call that? Mm-hmm. And he says something about not wanting to kiss me. He's like, well, here, does this make it better? And he grabs her because, you know, it's the well, smoke. Yeah, and she knows who it is. And he's, she's like, well, it's an improvement. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, he smells like ashtray and plus he ugly. Look, yeah. <laughs> he got he got dents in wrong places. Like, it's messed up, dude. His looks forehead like, sticks out five feet. Looks like somebody took a bag of nickels and just beat the <laughs> crap out of his face. But anyway, uh, <laughs> so as he grabs and kisses her, her, bro- her brother Alex goes over there and just decks him. Cold cocks So they start fighting. Well, then other guys get into it, and they all start brawling. And when they take um, when they take him to the uh, principal's office, so was it, was the dad not the principal? Or yeah, the dad's the principal. Okay, then I don't know why I said he was part of the... He was on the crime scene, wasn't he? Yeah, he was there. He just wasn't... He wasn't a cop. Oh, yeah, okay, got was, you. He was just at the crime scene. So, when they walk into Mr. Hammond's mm. office, they tell what happened, and he says, oh, I just, I was messing with a girl, and Alex is immediately like, it was Kim. And <laughs> Lou looks over and looks at Mr. Hammond and goes, yeah, go ahead and take his side. He goes, you think I'm going to be easy because it's my son? You're right. He goes, because you're nothing but a piece of garbage. You know, like, he, he just yeah. laying it down. And he's like, you're suspended automatically. You know, like, no has." So he suspends him, and they get he gets the mask, and he throws the mask in the trash can. But they focus on that mask in that trash can. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, so that's going to come back to play somehow, you know. <clears throat> Excuse me. So now it cuts to Lieutenant McBride, and he's just, he's going through files, and he's just, he's thinking, he's, it shows him like drinking coffee. It's kind of like a little montage, but he, you can hear what he's saying inside of his head. He's talking to himself about, you know, okay, six years this happened. Now this is going... Like, he's really trying to figure out where this maniac, uh, Leonard Murch, is at, where he's hiding, where he's going to strike again, what's he need to do. And I really thought he would play more of a role in this film. Because normally the lieutenant guy is like I'm, the hero. Or I'm kind of irritated that Leonard Murch didn't play a bigger role. Yeah. Because the only thing we know about him is he was a, he was a sex offender that was chased down by the cops, caught on fire, put in a mental institution. Yep. Or put into a hospital. And then the only other thing that he does is break out and kill a nurse. Right. But you don't hear nothing else about him through the whole movie. So now it shows Lou, the ugly guy, and Wendy, the hot one, Beauty and the Beast, 
And shut up. They're in a. <laughs> he, she got a nice car. I don't know what kind of car it was. Nice car. But they're going to this fast food restaurant. It looks kind of like a Sonic. Yeah. And they pull up, and man, them waitresses are wearing some booty shorts. Waitresses are wearing bikinis. Oh, man. And she goes over there to take their order, and it's funny. She's like, What do you want? You know, Wendy looks over at Lewis and says, What do you want? He goes, I'm kind of short of cash. She goes, you can owe me. He goes, oh, in that case, he goes, give me two cheeseburgers, large fries, and what kind of beer you got? <laughs> and that waitress goes, this is fast food. She goes, you think we, this ain't no bar? We ain't got no beer. And he's like, oh, well, give us both Coke. And she goes, and Wendy says, no, I'll have a Diet Coke. And the waitress just kind of stands there and waits. She goes, is that it? And she's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but that just killed me because he's like, oh, okay, two oh, cheeseburgers. Yeah, if I ain't going to pay for it. Yeah, yeah but... I don't know. She's all we we know that Wendy's using Lou because she's wanting to make um, Nick jealous. Mm-hmm. That's all she's wanting to do. So anyway, um, it goes back to now. The girls are in their locker room and they're just talking. And actually, it's about Kelly saying that she thinks she's gonna give it up to her. Mm-hmm. what's it? What's the guy's name? Drew. Drew tonight. You know, she's going to lose her virginity. She's going to let him have it. And they're just BS talking. Well, Jude walks over to her locker. And I think one, I think Wendy opens her locker too. Yeah. yeah. And it shows that there's their picture from the yearbook. And they're all like, is this some kind of joke? And I don't remember. Does Kelly already have hers out of her locker? I think she does, don't she? Mm-hmm. Kelly was the first one that got it, wasn't it? Or was it Jude? I think it was Jude. Okay, so then maybe it was Kelly that got it. And I knew two of them got it in the locker room, so it had to be Kelly and Wendy then. I think so. So, anyway, uh, but when they find them, when they find their pictures, oh, no, that's later, I'm sorry. They find their pictures, and then it's just, they all leave except for Kim and Kelly. They're just BS and talking about the prom night. And all of a sudden, they hear, like, all these gay, uh loud sounds these uh, glasses breaking and they go over to the mirror and there's tons of uh chunks just like somebody threw something real big at it mm-hmm. they leave to go see who it is and of course there's the weird janitor fixing a lot well they go back into the bathroom the locker room and there's a piece missing there's a one sliver taken yes out. well they start flipping out and kelly goes ahead and gets dressed and they take off and, of course, they're making it look like the janitor has something to do with it. They even show him in the in the locker room a little bit later just cleaning the glass up. And he picks up a piece of glass and throws it in a trash can and he starts sweeping it up. And she's walking down the hallway and he, she can hear the glass rattling. Mm-hmm. It's like you just expect this guy to just jump out of and just hold a piece of glass. Be like, hey, you know anything about this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, then when they finally find all their <clears throat> pictures, even the, the guy finds his picture, uh, Nick... Now they all have pieces of glass mm. on their throats. I noticed that. Did you notice that on yep. the pictures? So whoever took the glass pasted the uh, the glass on the uh, pictures. Oh, man. And finally, excuse me, it shows Kim. She's getting ready for the prom. It shows Wendy. She's getting ready. It's just kind of a little couple scenes of, okay, now we know it's prom night. Everybody's getting ready. And... Kim and her brother's really close. They really are. They had a really good uh, chemistry with each other yeah. in this film. And I think um, 
what is her brother's name? Alex. Alex comes up, and, you know, he's, she's like, how do I look? And he's telling him, oh, man, you look, you look beautiful, sis, and all this stuff. And here comes Nick. Nick comes to pick her up. She comes downstairs. But we notice Nick is looking at Robin's. What the heck? That is the creepiest thing. <laughs> it's weird. What was that? I have no idea. I didn't mean to open it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Nick. Um, Nick is at downstairs looking at Robin's picture. Mm-hmm. And earlier in the movie, he was. Go- it looked like he was going to tell Kim. He was fixing to tell her and she walked off because the bell rang. Yeah, he's yeah. going to tell her. And like I said, he didn't necessarily kill her. No, and he even wanted that when he was a kid and they did the flashback at the beginning, he even said, we got to go find somebody. Yeah, he was the one that was like, we got to get help. But you can tell it's just eating away at him. It's pretty much. He tells her how beautiful she is and then they start heading to the prom. Well, Then it shows uh, Wendy. She lights up a cigarette. She's all dressed real nice. And she hears the horn mm-hmm. from the car. She goes outside and there's Lou. And he's got two guys in the back seat. And she's like, where's your tux at? And he's like, it's in the back, in the trunk. And he's like, I'll put it on later. And she won't get in, so he finally pops the door open. I guess that's what she was waiting on. And he goes, <laughs> Man, no way I'd have gotten in the car with that dude. No, not with two other guys either. No. And he's like, they needed a ride. She's like, they couldn't get a ride with other buddies. Right. And they're just staring a hole at her. You notice that? It's like they, they were, those two guys were creepy. Yeah. So now we're at the prom. Everybody's having a great time. They got the 70s disco music going on. And Wendy shows up with Lou. And Lou's got his blue jeans on, but he's got like a top of the tux on. As soon as that dude walked in the door, I thought, really, dude? Kim was over there dancing with her dad at the dance. Yep. And, you know, I get he's just like, I'm proud of you, you know, and stuff. But it's funny because as soon as Wendy shows up with... Uh, What's the guy's name? Lou? As soon as Wendy shows up, Kim's like, Dad, I love you. She goes, I'll, I'll be back. She gives him a kiss on the cheek, and she runs over there and grabs Alex, Nick. And she, or Nick, and she's like, come on, Wendy's here. Like, that, Let's show what we can do. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. She's got balls in this. Mm-hmm. She was just like, no, this ain't going to be pretending we don't see you. We're going to yeah, get out there and dance. Exactly. Now was the worst freaking thing of the whole movie, the scene, the dance scene. It went on and on and on. And on. And on. I looked at Randy and was like, I thought this was a horror movie. I don't know, man. It's just like, it was like Saturday Night Fever meets whatever this was supposed to be. Yeah, it just... Anyway, so they're dancing and it cuts to Kelly and Drew and they're making out in this, looks like the locker room. And this is the one where Kelly was like, I'm going to, you know, give it up to Drew Well, He almost gets there. And, you know, they're making out. And he, she's got her top off. And he's going upstairs to, you know, do what he's got to do. And then all of a sudden she pushes him off. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Well, then he unzips his fly. And he kind of signals for her to do something else. And she's like, no. And he goes, you know what? If you don't want to do it, I know. So. Or he goes, there's plenty of that will. Mm-hmm. And he just gets up and leaves and just takes off. And she's like heartbroken. And she's like, uh, Drew, you a-hole. She goes, he'll be back. He'll Drew's be back. A, Drew's a douche. Yeah. And Kelly gets up. She's getting dressed. But as she's getting dressed, we see the killer coming behind her. 
And he's dressed in all black and he's got that ski mask on. And he's got a, it's, it's the piece of glass, isn't it, in his hand? Yeah. yeah, that glass that he took off the mirror. And he, all of a sudden he grabs her, closes her mouth where she can't scream. And as he's cutting his throat, he's talking to her. It was okay. I mean, the it was more sound effects than it was visual. Yeah, because then she just drops to the ground, and you can see the blood on her neck. And yeah, yeah, I didn't. There just wasn't a whole lot of death scenes in this movie that, like the one from uh, that we'll get to here in a little bit, was probably. Well, it, it, after that, it cuts to a van, and you can hear people having sex in the van. It's rocking back and forth. Oh, slick! And it's slick and Jew, baby. They in there, and you know the vans are rocking. Don't come a knocking, and nope. they're just they got they get done, and they're just sitting there talking to each other. And he goes to get out. She goes, "Where are you going?" He goes, "Nature calls," you know. And but it's funny because before that happens, you can hear him go, "Oh man!" And she's like, "What?" And he goes, "I broke my glasses," and he can't see anything without his glasses. Yeah. He can't see without his he glasses. Can't see without his glasses. So he gets out, goes over there, and as he's pissed, and she's talking to him, and she's like, "Hey." We should go do it on the, what was the it? Bluff. The Bluff. And he's like, really? And she's like, yeah. So she grabs a cover. <sighs> it seemed like it took him forever. The camera follows him. 15 feet. Yes, the camera follows him all the way to go to the Bluff. She lays the cover down. As they're doing this, the killer is watching. Well, they start making out. And then all of a sudden, the killer like leans on a branch or something. You can hear it snap. And Slick's like, you hear that? Somebody's out there. And he's like, let's go back to the van. So the camera, again, follows him all the way back to the van. Another 15th. <laughs> yeah. He gets in the van, and because before that, he, he says, I think I need another joint. She goes, yeah, I do too. Or, yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. So they go back in there, and he says, hey, hand me my textbook. She goes, now's the time for studying. And when he opens it up, he's got, like, all these joints. He mm-hmm. cut out the papers, you know. He lights up, and... All of a sudden, she's leaning against the back door of the van. Well, all of a sudden, both the doors opening as she falls backwards. You know, her head's dangling off the, I guess you call it tailgate or whatever. Mm -hmm. That killer just starts going to town, stabbing her. I guess, is he stabbing her in the chest, throat? I I thought it was right around the throat. Okay, see, that's what I I thought it was up in this area, like the collarbone, neck area. But starts going to town. Well, Slick hops in the driver. No, no, no. As soon as he starts stabbing, he starts getting in the van, and dude Slick just gives him a good right hook. Knocks him about 10 feet. Yeah. He gets in the driver's seat, and like I said, now this whole time he can't see. He takes off. The van takes off. Dude, I like I said, I think Slick put up the best fight of them all. Yeah. Slick put a whooping on that dude. He knocked the dude out of the van, I think, twice. But yeah. when he finally gets in the van, I mean, even though he's still driving, he can't see, he's still... Like he he's over there trying to choke Slick. Slick's like almost trying to get him out of the front. Get off me, dude! Yeah, I mean they did it. He did really good. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I'm surprised he had that much energy after doing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and being I, high and can't I, see and I just rolled over and be like, "What are you doing?" They'd be like, "No!" But of course, he can't see anything, and he's driving right toward a ledge. And the killer gets out of the van, and Nick or not Nick Slick didn't put his hands up in time to save himself from the big fall off the cliff <laughs> I've never understood that you know you see people in movies and the car races they always put their forearms up right in front of them they're like no stop no please and so Nick's or Kylie Slick's van goes off this ledge and big explosion so now there's another death scene which like I said that one wasn't too bad to me mm, really wasn't 
Well, no, it, not not as far as like a, uh, the, a the murder. Fight, the fight. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The scene. There yeah, you go. The Just, whole scene. Yeah. yeah. So now we go back and Wendy is talking with Lou, and Lou's like, "Look, it's about time we get this done." She goes, "But you said you wouldn't hurt nobody." She wants to make sure nobody's going to get said, hurt. Stop telling me what to do. Yeah. Well, she walks off, and as she's she's walking off, she goes into the restroom. She's going to put on more mascara. Well, she ran out, and we see the door open to the bathroom. And she thinks it's just another girl, so she's like, Hey, do you, uh, do you have any mascara I could borrow or I could use? And they won't answer her, and she's just like, Fine. Well, all of a sudden, the lights turn out, and when she turns around, here comes this axe right toward her. She luckily bebobs to the right. Bam, the axe goes into the sink. She takes off running. And this is the longest chase scene I've seen in a long time. And it was like, it was just like bad. I mean, and she's booking it. Remember, you were like, why is she running that way? <laughs> Man, she was running like, and she had heels on. There ain't no way she was running like that. I don't, <laughs> and she got into the hallway and she was like, she stopped. She squatted. She was like, somebody help. And then the killer popped up right in front of her. She turned around and started running. Yeah. And she was running away from the uh, the prom. That's what I, I didn't understand that. Yeah, somebody's chasing me. I'm running to where everybody else is. But she runs, and there's one scene where she actually gets in, like, the garage, and she hides in a vehicle. The killer ends up finding out where he's at. He smashes the window in. She gets out on the other side, takes off running. Well, then she finds, like, a chemistry class. Mm-hmm. And she hides behind the desk, which he he did come in for a moment. But he thought she wasn't in there, so he turned around and left. Well, as she's, of course, she gets up. Instead of walking into the other room, she's backing into the room. She bumps into a mannequin. The mannequin falls over. She screams. Well, here he comes with an axe again. I mean, he's swinging for the fences, and she just keeps ducking. She's she's getting away pretty good. He's trying to take her out, for sure. But finally, she makes it down this hallway, and the double doors leading outside is locked, padlocked. So she goes and gets in this, like, broom, the storage closet. Mm-hmm. She's crying for a moment. Well, then when she hears him come through the doors, she, I mean, she actually, you know, she <gasps> takes her breath. She's waiting. Well, it just cuts to this little red drops on his floor, and I was like, it's "What like is flash of blood on the floor?" Yeah, I mean, Randy looked at her like, "What is that?" I was like, what the crap is that? Like, it looked like they were trying to fill something in real quick. Yeah. Well, then it shows them again, and she's got her back to the door, or she's hanging on to the door doorknob, and then it cuts back to that little red spot, and I'm thinking it's paint. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. And. Finally, what it is, is the killer gets all the way up to the door and he turns around and starts walking down the hallway the opposite way. Well, I think it was Kelly's body. It was Kelly. Falls off the top uh, rack, or top shelf. Mm -hmm. That's what it was. It was the blood dripping from her neck. Wendy screams, and as she turns around to get out of the uh, storage closet, here comes the axe, and you don't see nothing. Just goes to black. It was the wasted 15 minutes. Yeah, that whole... Because that entire thing took a good 15 minutes. Yeah, the whole big chase scene, I was like, oh man, this is... You know, you think it's going to pay off, and it didn't. But it is what it is. Yeah. And... Bad. (laughs) (laughs) So now it's time, they're fixing... It's back at the prom, and Kim and Nick are finally going to be presented as king and queen. They're going to do their dance, all this stuff. They're both excited. Well, Lou and his, his two... Guy friends, Goonies, Goonies, yeah. They're like, all right, let's let's get them now. So they go backstage, and you see Kim putting her crown on. Well, as Nick has put his crown on, here comes Lou, and bam, just starts whooping. It's not him. He takes his coat and takes his crown, 
and he's ready to get on stage. Start, you know, he's going to ruin the whole thing. This is where I told uh, uh, Randy, I said, ah, it's her dad. It's Mr. Hammond. Yeah. He's the killer. And, and because and she made a comment, where's my dad? Because he's not there to see it. Yeah. I was like, yep, this is it. See, for me, I think they were making it too obvious that it was the merch guy, mm-hmm. that it wasn't merch. Yeah. And like, I think they were pushing it a little, little hard, and I thought, there ain't no way it can be him. And as all this is going on, this is the scene where the janitor comes in there and he's like, he's, he's killing everybody. Yeah. He's killing people. And they just push him out the door like, get out of here. Mm-hmm. So as, well, is this the same spot where the cop comes in and said that we found merch? Yes. Yeah. So the cop comes in and says we found merch. He was over he here. He tells the lieutenant that. Yeah. He tells the lieutenant that merch was over there. So you know it's not him. Yeah. Because we forgot to mention <clears> lieutenant's <throat> been in the school the whole time. He's not at the prom. He's not in the prom with him. He's like in the hallway just yeah. watching. And he's like, yeah, we got him. Uh, we've got him under uh, arrest. He's back at the precinct. So they've got him. So we know for a fact it ain't him. So that's why I was like, it's got to be the dad. Yeah, because right after that, the dad goes missing. She can't find her dad. Yep. So I thought. <clears throat> and then I got to thinking about it. When you said it was her dad, I, I was thinking about the the guy that was running around. And I was like, there ain't no way that was Leslie Nelson. Yeah, but I mean. I was like, that, that's got to be her brother. So. They're getting ready to go out. Uh, Kim's on one side of the stage in the back, and Lou Lou's on the other side of where Nick should have been, but like I said, they beat him up, and they taped his mouth shut. Well, we see the killer coming up behind Lou, and this is why I was like, yeah, it's got to be the dad. That's who I was thinking. Dude, this is the best, best death scene of the entire movie. He rears back, and, just, and, and Lou never saw it coming. Uh-uh. He chops Lou's head off. One shot. <laughs> it looked good. The way they cut it was good. The head slides on the ramp where everybody now in the prom sees his head, and he's still got the crown on. Yeah. It. But as he does it, he electrocutes himself because he hits a wire, and it blows the killer back. Mm-hmm. Everybody's screaming. Uh, Kim has no idea what's going on. And then when she finally does go out, she sees the, body, she sees the head laying there. She starts flipping out, so she goes over there to wake up. Her, um, I'm gonna say it's her boyfriend Nick. She wakes him up to get him out of here, or to get him out of the gym. And the killer's finally waking back up. Now here comes the big finale, the fight scene. To and disco it, music. Yeah, to disco music. No suspenseful music. No great build up music. Literally just prom night. Yeah, I mean it's just like <sighs> so bad. So it's killer versus Kim and Nick. And to be honest with you, I don't even know how to describe this scene to you, except that they were just all three fighting. It was just Nick, and he <clears throat> and I knew it was somebody with that had a connection to Kim, because he would he wouldn't hurt her. Yeah. He just kind of shoved her out of the way, but he was going for Nick. Well, when you said the dad, I thought, man, the dad's missing. It could be the dad. <clears throat> and then whenever they started fighting on the dance floor, and I was watching the way he moved, and I seen his body, I was like, that's her brother. It's got to be her brother. There ain't no way it can't be her brother. So as they end up knocking the axe out of his hand, and he's on top of Nick, like, just fixing to choke. I think he's choking him. Yeah. Kim gets up, goes, gets the axe, and she, I don't know if she hits him with the butt end or if she hit him with the blade. I think she hit him. I don't know. If she hit him with the blade, I think it would have got stuck. Well, no, 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 no. I meant, like, the butt end. Oh, of no, the... I think she hit him with the blunt end of the axe. Oh, okay. Like, the, not, the head of the axe, but not with the sharp end. Gotcha. You know? Well, she popped him, I mean, <clears> and it got, got him on his left side. And he falls, and as he gets up, it just zooms in on his face. 
And just his eyes. And I thought it was a chick for a minute because I was like, why has he got black mascara? It looked like on his left side that he had black mascara running. Mm-hmm. And he's holding his head and she looks. So I, right there, you knew she knew something was up. Well, the killer takes off running. And Kim and Nick take off after him. Well, all of a sudden, as the killer goes outside, here's all the police officers, everybody from the proms there. He's still got his mask on. And he's got his hands holding his head. And he can hear everybody going, the kid's going, the killer is coming. The killer's going to get you. He's having flashbacks. Mm-hmm. And he falls to his knees. And it finally shows that after the accident happened, when, what's her name, Robin? Robin. When Robin uh, was killed, the camera pans up, like, by her head after that glass cuts her neck. And there's her brother, Nick. Alex. Alex. Golly! There's her brother, Alex. They all look alike. So. Yeah. There's her brother, Alex, at her at the uh, side of her death. Yep. And when he takes his, Jamie Lee Curtis goes over and catches him, and she's, like, coddling him. She takes off his mask, and it's her brother. And I thought it was weird, though, because it was him, but he did have on have, have mascara. And he lipstick. had on, like, blush, lipstick. And I was like, what the crap was that about? Yeah. That made no, what was that? Why? I don't know. And she's sitting there holding him. And, of course, Jamie Lee Curtis always does a great acting thing. She's sitting there crying, mascara running. And she's holding him. And I don't remember what he says. He says, I know it was them. I know it was them. They killed her. And it was. And he just started screaming, Robin. Yeah, Robin. And then it fades off. and Credits. Credits. That's the end of the movie. We don't know what happened to the dad, the mom, nothing. So, didn't you say that... One of the things was he was supposed to be a twin. I, yeah, I read something to where they cut it out of the, the actual theater version. <clears throat> but there was a scene where Leslie Nelson's character took the mom to see a doctor. And then while um, the two guys were talking, it was brought up that Alex and Robin were twins. See, why did that would have made more sense to make him be like, <clears throat> maybe he was living through, vicariously through his sister. Right. But it didn't happen that way, and we're just judging it by what we saw. So that is our review of Prom Night. Terrible. I'm going to give the first rating. <laughs> I think these are probably going to be similar. So what do we call this? The pulling? The pulling uh, meter. No, that was not scale. it. Pulling scale. scale. Look at you. Don't forget. Well, hey, you know. Anyway. It's been two weeks. So as far as a thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, thumbs down. I'm going to say thumbs down. Um, like I said, I never really heard that this was a, a huge classic or nothing like that. I just want to see it because I like Jamie Lee Curtis and it's a horror movie. Mm-hmm. I don't recommend this movie. I don't even recommend you to watch it. It was not scary at all. <clears throat> the killer looked ridiculous. Uh, the music ruined it. The entire movie, the entire last, uh, what would you call it? The third, the finale of the movie is ruined by the 70s disco music the entire time. No suspense whatsoever. I think the only thing was Wendy's uh, running away. That was really the only like suspenseful thing, but they didn't even really have music to that or nothing. Well, I mean, it was the most suspenseful, but then it was also like for nothing. And I know people are going to say, well, when this came out in 1980, no, no. there's a, plenty of movies that come out in 1974, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, there's plenty of movies that come out in 1980, uh, Friday 13th, that blow this movie out of the water. Carrie. Carrie. I mean. So, I do not recommend this film, and I give it an F for failure. 
Yeah, I, I like I said, it's going to be similar just because I, I don't recommend it at all. Thumbs down all the way. There's nothing about this movie that I liked. Um, nothing. I mean, I can't think of one thing. Duke getting his head chopped off was the coolest thing, and that was at the end of it, but it was to disco music. Right. So, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, it's thumbs down all the way. Don't recommend it, and I'm giving it a F on the point <laughs> scale. No, no doubt. There we go. There was no. It, it, there's just nothing. There's. I've seen way too many movies. We've reviewed way too many movies that that I would recommend people watch one time, whether or not I cared for it or not. But this and Black Christmas are the two movies that I just. I would watch Jack Frost again before I watch this one. Oh yeah, because at least it was funny. Yeah. There wasn't even anything funny in this one. But yeah, I wouldn't. No, couldn't recommend it. Just couldn't. No. If you like Jamie Lee Curtis, don't watch this one. <laughs> Go just watch Halloween. Go watch True Lies. She hey, gets, hey, she True gets, Lies. She gets a sexy little dance scene in that movie. Yeah, True Lies was a good movie. But anyway, that's it. That is our review of Prom Night. Um, if you're a fan of the movie, let us know. Let us know what you did and did not <clears throat> like about it. I mean, I, I, I love hearing people. Remember, people, we all have different opinions. <laughs> we can all disagree, but in the end, we're all human beings. We all have opinions. So let's just make the world a better place. If you feel offended, call 1-800-NOMS. I don't give a crap. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, no, seriously, guys and gals. uh, You know, hey, there's movies that I guarantee you a lot of people wouldn't have gave uh, scores like we did to The Shining, Freddy vs. Jason. Killer Clowns. Killer Clowns. You know, we got one dude that complains that we didn't like uh, Black Black Christmas Christmas. because he liked it and it was horrible. But anyway... So, that being said, this is our review of Prom Night. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We know it wasn't really long. But um, next month, we cannot wait. It's good. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Yes. And June will be our gaming month. Yes. And do we want to tell them what it's going to be now, or do you want to wait? Let's go ahead and tell them. Go for it, big man. So... The movie that I'm picking for June for the gaming month is a movie that I grew up watching. And I've never seen. It's got Edward Furlong in it, and it is called Brain Scan. Brain Scan. Brain Scan. I can't believe you've never seen it. Never have, but oh, I've man, heard of so it. Good. I've just never seen it. Oh, it's so good. And the movie that I am picking <clears throat> is Stay Alive. And I, Randy, have you ever seen that? Never seen it. I think it's... I, I went to the movie theater and watched it. Not a great film, but... I enjoyed it. I really did. So I'm ready to watch it. So June is gonna be gaming. We're gonna do it. Yeah, we are. That's, it hits me in the heart because I'm a gamer. So right. Well, that being said, okay, we're fixing to sign off here. So uh, you know the spiel. You know you can find us anywhere on uh, where you get your podcast. So that being said, every each and every one of y'all, y'all stay scared, stay spooky. <laughs>